Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister where today the two of us, in no particular order, but I'm Rosemary, and that's Beatrice McCabe, are going to be discussing all of the things we've learned from the myriad self-help books we've read, the titles of which Beatrice probably cannot remember. Extremely, that's accurate, that's isn't it? extremely mean. Before we get started, if you've been missing our Friday mini-sodes, they now live over on Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister, where for $5 a month, you can get a weekly exclusive bonus episode, as well as you'll get this very episode, your regular Tuesday episodes, early and ad-free, and then there's other random little treats that we're cooking up for the future, for the for, for the long-term future, Beatrice, just absolutely panicked at the idea of these treats that we're cooking up. Untrue. We are, we have big plans. Untrue. So, yes, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us on Patreon. Thanks for sponsoring us. Thanks for listening to us. Supporting us. Thanks for being here. You sound very RTE. Thanks. Well, I'm not sure if that's a compliment, but thanks, Zach, you're yeah, thanks for Thanks for supporting us. Correct. <laughs> thanks for helping us raise funds for the Palestinian Fund. Thanks for, thanks for being you. And that is well, exactly the kind of thing that a self-help book would say. Thanks for being you. You are enough. You are enough. Oh my God. I saw a picture today on, on Instagram that said, if you want your guests to know you're struggling, and it had a picture of like a print that said, you are enough, you are enough, you are enough, you are enough, you are enough. Well, you are like, enough. Do you know in, what? You are enough. In, but Interior decor for if you want your guests to know you're struggling. I did think, Rosemary, that there was something interesting to the um, Instagram story that you posted the other day where somebody wrote I, I believe Glennon Doyle it may have been your idol Glennon, Glennon Doyle who said something like was having a bad day did 12 minutes of yoga um tapped myself on the head tickled my foot no, and now everything me. is I good I can tell you word for word what it said Go. said I was having a terrible day I drank a glass of water and did 12 minutes of yoga things don't have to be complicated 
Sometimes the easiest steps make the biggest difference. So, Rosemary, why so hateful? And down below, you had written an extremely psychotic, scrawling handwriting. It was a gif, Granny. What had, what had you written? <laughs> I hate this. Yeah, what I hate it? this. Very petty, it not was a very gif. psychotic Rosemary, handwriting. Psych- I understand how you the picked works. the psychotic yeah, gif. I did, yeah, fine. Not very, I'd have to I say, open minded. An eloquent it script. Def- <laughs> it definitely felt judgmental. And I thought to myself, why so angry, Granny? Can I just point out, when I was reading Glennon Doyle's Untamed, and I was reading excerpts of it out to you, you were in fact the psychotic angry granny. Well, Rosemary, my answer to that would be, the key is in there in what you said, when you were reading it. You were meant to be reading it for our book club. You were reading it, and I said from the beginning, I was not reading it. No, you didn't. Rosemary, you only decided you halfway were re- through you weren't yeah, reading it. Because you read it all out to me because and I, I hated you it off. Yes. so much. But you know what, it's Rosemary? very vitriolic. Hate, I really hate. Yeah, That's extreme. I didn't need, but uh, Rosemary, you made the choice to, you You obviously follow her on Instagram. Why? No, I don't. You, Actually, no, so no, how did you come across that? that? Somebody else shared it. So why didn't you close your eyes and move on? Take a deep breath, drink a glass of water, do 12 minutes of yoga and move on. It's not to be that complicated. Can I just ask, are you going to be this annoying for this entire 30 minutes? Potentially. That's 40, make, 42 minutes. Okay, it's going to make this difficult. So why did you not just move on? Why do you allow these people to get under your skin? It makes me think that Rosemary may be health. Don't interrupt me again. It makes me think that potentially self-help books are not for you. It's your turn to talk. Well, you didn't ask me any questions. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, we're going to have a fun episode. We'll it talk about fun. all the intelligent self-help books fun. you've read. I'm Shut fun. up. Stop interrupting me. Do not interrupt me again. Close that mouth. <laughs> Close your mouth wide open. Just about to start saying something. <laughs> I wanted to talk about how how different we are and how you have read a lot of kind of self-help or like self-improvement books along the line of business. I, however, have read Glennon Doyle Untamed. I've read The Rules. I've read The Game. I've read He's Just Not That Into You. I've also read, what was the one I told you today? Uh, Let me tell you, Rosemary, there is nothing I despise more than a self-help book. I've read, sorry, You Lost Him at Hello, a saleswoman guide, a saleswoman's guide to sealing the deal, which I think I read during the like three seconds of my 20s when I was single. I was like, I'll never meet anyone. And I read that. I only like books that are actually about psychology, like the psychology of leadership, of work, of thought. I hate anything that is people's, like when, when I start reading books and people are like, I thought, therefore I, I'm like, I don't want to hear your thoughts. I don't want to know. I don't mind your conclusions based on this scientific study and this scientific study and this observation. I do not want to hear your feelings or your thoughts. I do not want feelings entering into this. I find it repugnant. It drives me nuts. So me. harsh. It drives me nuts. Why do I don't you think it drives it? you so nuts? Why can't you just close your eyes and move on and pretend you haven't seen it? I just think like it, it, there, it's all this. It's people trying to tell me how to behave based on nothing more than their own like narrow experience well this you you lost him at hello was like me, I just a book told written you. by somebody who successfully got married on how to successfully get married how do you know that's successful I mean, that was such a job being, being sarcastic it was Rosemary, ridiculous people don't know that you sound very serious and you've just come oh. over here and successfully got married yourself as you keep telling everybody we meet I came over got on tinder I successfully got married <laughs> <laughs> I successfully got impregnated I successfully got married can you, can you married. please just dial down the arsehole by like <sighs> 
seventeen percent. Not by an arse. It's not by an arse. It's not an arse. It's actually brilliant. You're being an arse. It's actually dead right. Like the fact that the I have not I said, been telling anyone. I came over. I joined Tinder. I successfully got married. The Just the way I, I don't it. own a single pair of wedges. Uh, people yes, have rosemary. Uh, rosemary. Those the are wedges, forms. Rosemary. The wedges all your life are not a figment of yeah, my imagination. Yeah, but I don't own them right now. You literally, like one episode, we're like, you've twenty pairs of wedges at home, and now people keep sending me links to wedges. I'm the wedge girl. I don't want to be the wedge girl. The only reason you don't have wedges is because you got rid of all your clothing <laughs> gave it all to what's I was up? depressed yeah Shuppa I know. Ella yeah Shuppa Ella they're probably inundated with wedges they probably have an entire wedge shelf <laughs> Rosemary's wedge shelf yeah they're like nobody will take these discounted <laughs> <laughs> absolutely such a dickhead <laughs> like but do you think have have you ever read any of those more like airy fairy self-help books you know yeah, what I mean? That I listen to everything about Glennon Doyle. I've read lots of women's magazines. I hate as well. No, I want to know, yeah. have you read any self-help books? Yeah, I, well, I mean, I think so. I don't like any of those Patrick Lencioni ones either, like The Gift, The Promise, The Whatever. Oh no, do you mean Paolo Coelho? I hate them too. Hate them too. Hate them too. Hate them. But I hate hated the ones. Tuesdays with Mari as well. Oh, hated that. The one about the dog. Yeah. And death. Marley and Me. Right. Was that Marley and Me? No, Tuesdays with Mari. I read that too. Oh. I was told it was amazing. I was I living know. in Italy. It was crap. I know. You know what? A friend of mine actually texted me today and was like, oh my God, hilariously, after you giving out about Glenn and Doyle yesterday, I got a text from a friend of mine going, I'm reading this incredible book. And it was Glenn and Doyle's book. I mean, each to their own, right? But like, I also hate the books that are the, I mean, I do hate the workbooks that are like, Susan for, Susan had a problem with John. John had come from a big company. And I'm like, I, these made up examples drive me nuts. Do you know, they're so stupid. Which book is it that had loads of that in it? It was like How to Win Friends and Influence People. Or oh, it was that's like, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was, was full of those. I hate, and they're so incredibly boring annoying. and unengaging and just stupid as well. You're like, no, you're also like anybody who talks like this to anybody else should, of course, like not succeed. <laughs> you know, but I yeah, loved yeah. like I loved the one about what's his name? My fave, your man. Tomato, Pramusic, oh. Tomorrow, love them, right? How, why incompetent men become leaders? Like, love that. And it's all about like, of course it's you the do. psychology though. Yeah. But it's all the psychology. What's my other, what's my other fave? I just read Margaret her, Heffernan. Yeah. I was reading one of her TED talk books up in bed last night and I was like, I was having all these brilliant ideas about like how to manage my email. Of course, now I immediately went into work, did absolutely nothing <laughs> differently. And, but I was like, if I could do this, I would be on a, like, I would be on a winning streak. You know, I was trying to find a good book for like a good book on personal finances that wasn't like how to invest your money because I've no money to invest, but that mm-hmm. was basically like how to stop spending all your money and how to, you know, how to more smartly manage your budget. And I couldn't find anything that well, I would like to um, look up. There's a website, there's a company called Elvest, like L-E-L-L. Oh, you sent Vest. me this before, yeah, I think. And the, the CEO of that company came in and gave us a talk in the office at Fear Bradley. And she talked about how women, you know, earn less than men like have less wealth than men when they go to retirement when they get to retirement you know come worse out of divorces etc and invest less than men so therefore you know they invest less in their retirement and and so when they actually and live longer than men so that then they Mm. have much less money for their retirement because the men die you know before their money runs out etc and it's actually really interesting because there's a whole calculation thing like if you sign up and you can invest as little or as much as you want. But when you sign up, they have you calculate, like, what do you want to invest for? Are you investing for your savings, for your retirement, for your whatever? I was absolutely horrified. I was like, well, you know, I'd like to start a company. I was like, give me, you know, a six-year kind of span of horizon. I was like, I'd like 
X amount of money to start out with. And it was like, okay, you're going to need to invest $15,000 a month. I was like, okay. So, but, but I mean, I think there's also like a realism factor of some of these things that I go, Mm -hmm. okay, I actually need to be saving more money than I am saving or whatever, you know? Yeah. But I like that. I think that that whole concept of, um, a company that is set up to take it like to see it from a female perspective yeah. obviously she was a much better talker than I am like was very oh you're a great talker thanks Rosemary was very motivating because also it was like oh my god like I don't want to be the dumb dumb you know retiring with less than X beside me because I just wasn't as what I wasn't savvy as savvy but also like self-interest like, oh yeah you know I remember when I first went to sign up for a pension which I have since basically I it's I still have it, but I'm not contributing to it anymore. And it's worth about 1500 quid or something. It's ridiculous. And they wouldn't let me take it because I was like, I was like, I'm emigrating. I need that money. And they were like, no, you can have it when you retire. Remember when I first went in, he was basically like, okay, so if you contribute this much per month, when you retire, you'll have maybe like 1400 euro. Probably nothing very useful. No, no. So he goes 1400 euro a month to to live on. And I was like, oh, that's grand. That's grand. Like, you know, provided in my head, I'm like, provided I own my house and I've paid off my mortgage, lol. I'm like, I have all these things in place and I've like, you know, people are going to look after me like 1400 a month is grand. And then he goes, oh, no, sorry, hang on. What's your date of birth? And I said 1985. And he goes, oh, no, I put it down as 1995. <clears throat> I was like, for God's sake. He basically thought I had 10 more years of investing. Oh, and then he was like, no, no. So we'd be looking at and I can't remember what it was, but it was like 600. 600 yeah. I know it was very depressing. Well, let's go back to Tomas. Anyway, I wasn't finished my conversation <laughs> about him because I also think that it's the books that I like, right? The self-help. They're not self-help, but like the... No, the self-improvement Informational, or... whatever. Yes, maybe self-improvement, leadership, learning, mm-hmm. right? The continuing, the continued education, etc. Learning books. Okay, so another one that I really like is um, Amy Edmondson, who came in... Oh, no, she came in nothing. She came... Well, she was part of a... It was like a it was like a TED seminar that I went. It wasn't TED, but like a, a you know a, a learning leadership seminar that I that I watched online last year. And it was about her whole thing is about psychological safety. Like how do teams thrive? How do people thrive? And it's all about like feeling that you can you have the comfort level to contribute without be fear of being judged. You know you have the you have the comfort to give feedback to take feedback without you know without kind of feeling like that's a stupid thing to say. Or, yeah, like to ask the stupid questions yes. and not feel like people are going those stupid question. Yeah, exactly. Or that you're not going to get fired for being thick Mm -hmm. or, you know, that everybody's opinions are valued. And like, it's really hard, right? Because even if you say in a company, like, even if you try to create that, people just automatically, it's hierarchical. You know, how do you create that, like, freedom for people to opine and contribute and all that kind of stuff? Anyway, but I realized afterwards that like some of what I value in these more corporate manuals or whatever you want to like psychological books are what I value also though in fiction like I love Margaret Atwood right I mean even before The Handmaid's Tale I wouldn't mean it was The Handmaid's Tale but The Handmaid's Tale I liked her before she was cool I mean before I know the what TV you mean. show I know right? what you mean. and then recently I read a book it's called The The Theory of Bastards by Megan oh I think I gave Schultz you that or something did you give it to me I couldn't figure out who I gave it to me I think I gave it to you for Christmas That's, is that her name it's not Megan Schultz Megan Shulman I think is her name not Audrey Listen. Shulman I think is her name Anyway, Audrey Shulman, yeah. Honest to God, look at that five names. Honest to God. I, I looked at the cover and I was like, oh, I actually thought it was going to be like an A.S. Byatt persuasion type kind of book, you know, very like literary romance, right? But it was the first book, I don't know, maybe like in a decade that I read and I was like, after about four four chapters, I was like, this is going somewhere I don't know. You know what I mean? This is going somewhere totally else than I thought. Like I thought it was going to be 
you know, she's, it's about this um, brilliant scholar who has, oh, she's had, I think, endometriosis, right? So she's had all these health issues and she's finally recovering. She's in a wheelchair and she goes to a sanctuary to study baboons, right? And she has all these theories on primates and their behavior patterns and all this kind of stuff. And she's a super disagreeable individual. Like, and then, you know, you get the backstory and she wasn't always as disagreeable, but like not being, you know, having this illness that I think, I think when I read about it afterwards, it was like one in 10 women suffer from Mm -hmm. this. It takes an average of five to seven years to be diagnosed Mm -hmm. and you're constantly, and there's another book that I read about the other day, but I'm going to buy, I think it was on the guardian and it's called something like, I mean, I'm going to forget this one, but we'll put in the notes, something about like female medical history. And it's about literally how women are never believed. Yeah. Right. And yeah. how women struggle and like the whole history of medicine is based around men. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, this like the, the dosage of medicine and medication and everything. I mean, that's it's not based on, but it's based it's on all, the size of men's hearts. It's yes, based on their it's based bodies. On men, it's ba- yeah. Right. And, yeah. and so it's not, it's not tailored or cater. It doesn't cater to women. Anyway, mm-hmm. back to the book. So she goes to this foundation, this sanctuary, and to study the primates. And she's teamed up with this. She's paired up with this guy who's like a very strapping young man, married with a kid, ex-army, I think ex-military, I can't remember. And of course, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, what is like, what is this romance? I was all ready for like a super twee, you know, baboon yeah, yeah. romance. <laughs> Not at all. Let me tell you, by the end, I was crying. I was holding on to my chair. Oh, I was no, like, what's going to happen to baboons? It was amazing you and cared then about just, the baboons oh my god and then just as you're thinking like what the hell is happening here it takes another twist and you're like what is this like literally what is this book I was and it was the kind of book that I kept stopping I had kept stopping to go how did somebody a have such an amazing idea for a story and mm. then write it so unbelievably well yeah and like knit it all together but like just how is this person such a master of prose as well as having a brilliant idea then anyway I looked so her up on annoying. Amazon it turns out she's been writing for like 30 years I've never heard of her right and one of her it's stories comforting. is like basically the whale drama then the next one is the I don't know the parakeet drama I was like and I this wonder, is the baboon drama this is the baboon drama I was like I wonder if they're all the same so I have to buy another one but anyway ah, amazing Audrey Shulman like Honest to God, I told Donnie has to read it. I put it up beside his bed there because I was like, you have to read that. Because I also just read Devolution, De- Devolution, Devolution by Max Brooks. Devolution, I think. Which is a semi-thematically similar kind of book. You know, Max Brooks wrote World War Z, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, he's got, the, he's always, his books are very often about like, what happens at the end of the world? Like what the happens end of civilization? civilization like, yeah. yeah. Crumbles. And in this case, it was actually really interesting. It was like, all these people went to this very idyllic kind of liberal neighborhood or like community that they started up in the woods and they were like well, you know we just want to be by ourselves but with all the conveniences of modern life we'll never we want last. to be well let me tell you it didn't last and then like there's a bit about there's a whole sasquatch moment that happens so i mean there was and there was a lot of com- conversation in this book about baboons but this was more like what if the theory of bastards was now taken and done by you know netflix whereas this was like i mean this book was like the most Chef's kiss. I mean amazing I mean I cannot recommend it so I'd like to take credit brilliant. for that because I think I I think I did buy that for you because I remember at Christmas when we were buying like a pile of books for one another I remember looking up like the New York Times to see what was recommended that kind of hadn't charted you know what I mean that hadn't got like loads and loads of coverage because I was like I was probably read everything that 
you know what I mean? Everything that got like big. I haven't. Or, I haven't. Well, you didn't even read that where the crawdads sing. Did you read that in the end? Oh, I read most of it and then I stopped because the book club happened. But I have to go back and pick it up. The other one we haven't read. Sad. Have you read Hamnet? I haven't read it yet. No, I haven't, but it's on my list. Irish author. It's beside my bed. It's next on my bed. It's next on my list. I know. What am I reading now? Oh, I just read, which is kind of, well, self-improvement, educational maybe. I read What We Don't Talk About When We Talk About Fat by Aubrey Gordon. Oh. She's on Instagram depressing. as why our fat friend your fat friend she oh. writes for medium.com as well but it was really interesting it was just about her kind of her lived experience of being what she calls there's a word for it that they now use like in the fat community anyway she's she's very fat do they call themselves the fat community yeah oh, yeah, do yeah. They? yeah but it's something it's something that you like you you would almost think oh my god it's offensive it's like something if, like extra fat or like super fat community fat. saw me would they be like you're a part of this community no like, absolutely and you not. shouldn't be calling yourself they no absolutely not if you can basically like the definer seems to be if you can shop in all in most shops you're not what's considered like fat because it's kind of about how fat how fat people are excluded from mainstream fashion how fat people are like find it difficult to get on flights and she talks about different experiences she's had where she's been on flights and people have asked to move and she doesn't realize in the beginning what they're talking to the steward like to the stewardess about and then eventually she cops on that they're actually going I don't want to sit next to her or that she was in a supermarket and this woman comes over and takes literally a, a mango out of her cart and goes, you don't need that. That's very high in sugar. What? Yeah. And puts it back on the shelf. And she's, and she's just standing there going like, what Should just they happened? Sure, sure it was a woman. It wasn't dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like dad. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, you don't need that. But that was very interesting. And then what did I start reading after that? I started reading something that I was just like, oh, this is very heavy. So then I put that down and I started reading The Nothing Man, which is an Irish book. So you didn't finish that one? No, no, I finished what we don't talk about when we talk about fat. And then I started reading something else quite like gritty. And I was just like, oh, oh, no, I need a palate cleanser. So I started reading this like crime novel called The Nothing Man. Crime novels. Which seems to be kind of based, like it seems to be loosely based on The Golden State Killer, but but it's set in Cork. Oh. So it's about this girl who in her 30s decides to come out and go, I'm the girl whose family was whose family was murdered by the serial killer Sounds very in an depressing. attempt to try to find him. And then it flicks between he, the, the serial killer who was never discovered, stumbles across the book and he then gets drawn back into the obsession of his own crimes. Rosemary, this is not about, you've now gone to Sorry, but down. I was just telling you, I was just telling you what I'm reading and I think you would like that, but it's on my Kindle so I can't give it to you. I also read recently, I also, speaking of true crime, bought a book in Barnes & Noble by, I can't remember, I thought I was buying something by Donna Leone. You know, she has, she's the Italian like detective not, but it turned out to be somebody totally else. Then Jennifer, the cleaner, put it on a high shelf somewhere. So it's, it's taken me about like nine months to finish it, but it's pretty good. I've just picked it back up. I'm a bit confused as to what's actually going on because I can't remember. I, I actually, I just love the first world problem of like my cleaner put my crime book on the wrong shelf. I know. No, I can't find it. But it's a very, very disagreeable detective female protagonist. I have to say I like her, but... I'll have to put that one in the show. You, listen, can't you love a it. difficult female. I do. It reminds Mayor me of Eastern. what was your woman? Oh, she, yeah, she wasn't really difficult. She was misunderstood. Oh. What was that German one I was watching? Ute. What was her name? Oh, Ute, remember. the detective. I detective can't remember. Ute. I also did. We give Margaret Heffern a, chef, a shout out yet because like my yes. idol, my idol. Yes. You literally oh, yeah, said my idol. Did. I'm reading her TED Talk book right now. Oh yeah, I also have Uncharted, which I have not yet read. I bought it for myself at Christmas as a Christmas present. Put it in my stocking and acted bought surprised. For myself, I acted surprised so that Don would think he Santa gave it to me. I was like, what's this? <laughs> and see, actually, he probably was really surprised because I had put some things in your stocking so we didn't know oh my what God. the other had put in. Do you listen, know what I mean? Totally. I, I also learned from that. Next year, I'm going to be like, oh, where did Santa give me a 
where did this Cartier watch come from? (laughs) (laughs) But sorry, can I just, okay, let's just go back to Glennon Doyle for a second, right? We're going to talk about Margaret again. Margie. No. Margie's a genius. You've talked about Margie a lot. Literally a genius. Margaret, if you're listening, you're a genius. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, speaking of geniuses, mm-hmm. some people are not geniuses. Oh, And that's no, what I want sorry. to talk about, Glennon. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My point about all of these, Audrey Shulman and Margaret Atwood and Margaret Heffernan, was that the thing that they all have in common that I appreciate all of them like 15 minutes later is the level of research that goes into each one of their books. So like Margaret Atwood says, she literally like researches for three or four years with a team of researchers and then writes her book. And when I was reading the Audrey Shulman book, at the end, it was like, if you're interested in Bonobos and would like to read any more about them, Here's the like list of things oh, that I read. I read. Like, yeah, here yeah. are all my references, and here's why. I, and here are things that I came up with in terms of bonobo behavior. And this is where they tried to like create arrowheads out of by bashing, you know, Aww. rocks together. And I was like, oh my god! Like it makes me think. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I should write a book, and I'm sure everyone's like, you shouldn't. But like, I'd literally be like, let me sit down. What can my brain concoct that's entertaining? Like these guys aren't don't have. They're like, what is a serious topic? What's happening in the well, world around this topic? you could use all of these business self-improvement books as your oh, um, bibliography. What a boring, what a boring book. Anyway, sorry, speaking of research, yeah. Glennon Doyle did not do any research to write her book Untamed. No, I haven't read her other yes, books. Yes, she did, Rosemary. She researched what it was like to be married and not be married then to somebody else. Well, yeah, she, yeah, she did do that. The research of one. Yeah, there's no bibliography that I remember. <sighs> um, 
I haven't read any of her other books, but the story basically, her people, story people is that. This stuff. What I was going to say was that people genuinely love and are motivated and inspired by this stuff. And I just think I'm missing something. Well, basically, like loads of people that I know and who I would have thought we had similar tastes, like, and I literally was reading this book going, this is so ridiculous. And they're reading this book going, this is so profound. And then I'm like, what am I, like, am I just not seeing the profundity or do I just not have the capacity to see a profundity everywhere? Do you know what I mean? No, I think, I think they were very cynical. Oh, we are very cynical. I think cynical. like, I, I don't know if that's, but I mean, it's not an Irish thing, right? Because there are a lot of Irish people who appreciate. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of Irish Glennon Doyle fans. 100%. I just, I mean, I also wonder if maybe there's a bit too much like self-deprecatingness. It's more like, I couldn't be doing that. I couldn't be seen to be doing that. You know, it's like, take deep breaths and like, chant your mantra to yourself. And I remember I saw, who's that plus size model? Audrey, no, it's not her name. Graham, Ashley Graham. Ashley Graham. And she gave a talk at the L Women Awards of the Year, whatever, in New York. And I was at it, right? And she was up on stage and like, like, I mean, literally a paragon of self-confidence to the point that like I was cringing in the audience. Like this is so over the top. It's so, but you know what I mean? People, I mean, I looked around, people people were were loving it. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. Like this is so cringe. And she was like, come on up. She's like, She's like, let's practice our affirmations. You are beautiful. You are this. And everyone was like, love it. And I was literally like, I'm in the wrong place. Like, this is it's like, I cringe. need to go to the bar. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need no totally. drink. I was pregnant. <laughs> oh, my like, God. It's like double whammy. I'm like, oh, my God, that makes it even more excruciating. Yeah. yeah. But basically, yeah, I think it is that I'm too cynical. There were loads of parts in it where she's talking about like profound revelations that she had about herself, but also sorry, profound revelations that her 11 year old had about social media, like this kind of stuff where she's like, and I said to my child, do you think social media makes you happier? And he suddenly looked at me with wonder in his eyes and said, no, mom. And then we all went for a hike. And you're like, no way. Like, (laughs) sorry, have you ever met an 11 year old? Do you know what I mean? That I was just like, is this 11 year old, like, is this the super special, amazing 11 year old that she has? Or is she just making that up? You don't have an 11 year old. I I have a 10 year old. And let me tell you, when Nash had that revelation about Manny or whatever his name is in Good Girls and he was like, why do girls Back like being treated shit like crap? I was like, <laughs> that was profound. But I then- looked at him with wonder in my eyes and then we took a hike. He took a hike down to the basement to play, <laughs> to play Fortnite, Fortnite and I took a hike up to bed but to like, try and get some sleep. How many conversations have, have, have you had with Nash where like he plays Fortnite and he gets really upset or he gets really annoyed or something and you're like, I really don't think this is making you happy. And he Not doesn't go, many. you're right, mom. No, I mean, not very many. William, our eight-year-old, right, is obsessed with watching YouTube. And all he ever wants to watch is YouTubers, like, playing Among Us or, like, discovering Sonic in real life. Right, honestly, I hate them all. Oh, I hate, I hate them so much. There's one called, I, there's a whole episode in this, actually. So I hate these YouTubers. But anyway. What's that other thing, Friday Night Funkin' hate. that they're all obsessed with now, where it's just like, wah, 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 Oh my god! Thank God! Thank God! I oh my don't god. know what you're talking about. <laughs> Next time you no, over, thank you. I'm definitely going to introduce no, him to that. Oh yeah, you. don't worry. The baby even loves it. Oh god. Well, basically, William will watch YouTube, and as soon as you tell him to turn it off, he he can have gone into this YouTube watching like sunny. I mean, he's not really that sunny, but like he's perfectly happy. Oh yeah. And he comes out of it in the the greatest depression. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And every time we're like, I don't think I don't think this is making you happy, love. Oh, and and he doesn't turn around and go. You're right, stepmom. Let's go outside and smell the nature. No, he's basically like, fuck off. He doesn't say fuck off. But yeah, well, also, I mean, just to be clear, like when you think you're doing them, when you're like, I'm going to give them another half an hour, that's a half an hour that you're going to suffer later on. So like if you yeah, have a two hour limit, give them two hours. I know, but then if you take it away from them, that's just time you're going to suffer when, they've, when they're when they then. Yeah, but at least they're going to be in like, they're going to be 
70% of a bad mood. If you, the more time you give them, the worse the mood becomes. And they're always annoyed when you take That's it from true. them. Someone recommended a book to me, actually. I think it's called The Book You Wish Your Parents Had Read. Oh. When I was talking about Brandon having kids and stuff, and they were like, this would be, and I haven't, haven't read it yet, of course. But I should, because I keep thinking, like, there have to be some good books out there on, like, navigating step-parenting. I think it's hard. There is a lot, well, I don't know about step-parenting, but there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of books. I mean, I, I was looking for some guidance also on how to manage, you know, bad tempers, this, yeah. that, and the other right. There's like, there's books about like, here's how to just, you know, bring up your child and bring them to the doctor when they have a fever and do this, blah, blah, blah. And then there's like, here's how to manage your incredibly violent and dysfunctional child. There's kind of not a lot in between that I oh, have yeah, found. I know what you mean. You know, because a lot of the books that I bought, I now have to hide because they say things like managing the dysfunctionally angry child. I'm like, Extreme I don't, anger. Yeah, I don't want Nash to think that that's him. And it isn't. It's more that yeah, it was yeah. like, there were a couple of things that I read about this book that made it sound interesting. But if he were to read it, it would be incredibly distressing to him. Yes. And like definitely kids, like all kids have moments of extreme anger. But if they read a book that they're like, I'm an extremely angry kid. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh my God, sorry. Speaking of extreme anger, the other day, Finn and William were having a bath. I hear William going, Finn just gave himself the finger. Right? <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Like... <laughs> Well, like, that was stupid. Like, better him than but you. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay. And then Finn goes, what does that even mean? Right? And I hear William going, it means F-U-C-K-A-S-S. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I have the, we, we can post those nice pictures that I took when, I, when Nash, was, I said, to Nash, smile for Granny and Grandpa. And he wouldn't smile. And I said, give him the finger. So he smiled a huge <gasps> smile and gave him Looked the finger. delighted. Then Bo rocks over. Can I give them the finger? I was like, of course you can. So he gives him the finger. And then Chance comes over. Can I give them the finger? I'm like, yeah. And he sticks it with a little finger. <laughs> sticks it up at the pic, at the camera and is delighted with themselves. Like the Egypts, the innocence. Oh my God, they are absolute Egypts. What's what's the moral of the episode then? Well, I was going to ask you, so what's the most, what's a, what's a helpful book that you've actually ever read? You know what? You're going to scoff at this, but actually... Rosemary, I would never scoff at you. Please just rewind 25 minutes and uh, you'll see the lies <laughs> coming out of her mouth. If you are dating, basically, if you are a woman dating men... I genuinely would recommend you read The Rules, which is the men's version. No, The Game, sorry, which is the men's version of oh, The Rules. Yeah, that so one. don't read The Rules, right, because it's awful. Because it's basically like, women should never make the first move. If he likes you, he'll make the first move. Women should never send the first text. If he likes you, he'll send the first text. Women should never appear too keen. If he likes you, he'll appear keen. Like, it's such... I mean, possibly a lot, a lot of that's of true. Somebody made like, a lot of money out of that. A lot of money. But The Game is the men's version where it's basically like, treat her like shit... And she'll come running, which they don't need a money from good girls. No, they don't. But I found reading the game really helpful in recognizing a lot of these kind of weirdly manipulative behaviors in men. Now, it didn't stop me going out with them for a year and a half and being like, we're going to get married. But it did. Like, there were moments where I was like, hmm, that seems manipulative, but I love him. That seems gamey. But like somebody better than me might be able to recognize it and go, no, I don't want to be involved with this loser. I'll tell you another book I read that was absolute rubbish. Women are from, oh, well, men are men from, are from Mars, Mars. Women, women are from Venus. I, I, and remember what, I mean, you probably don't. When that came out, I think I was just moved to New York and I was like, this book's supposed to be amazing. So I put down my hard. Ty reads it in Clueless. Oh, well, I put down my hard earned cash on it, brought it home and wanted to literally bash myself around the face with it after about five seconds. Absolute Should read the whole thing. 
No, I didn't. I read about two chapters. <sighs> you and I was are like, pathetic. You have to read the whole thing. No, I don't. What are you talking about? It was absolute rubbish. I was like total like it, but it was just like the one more obvious sentence after another of like to, I mean yeah make sure you look amazing when he picks you up for your date because this is what guys really value oh my god you know what that reminds me of what was that book that we both read that we thought was going to be like a great murder mystery remember remember about your one who she, it was she was based uh, the wives oh remember oh that my god that was weird that was so weird and so confusing it was basically it was it was like it looked amazing on the cover. It looked amazing on the cover and the blurb was basically like, you know, she's in a in a like she's one of his three wives but the other wife doesn't know or something. And literally that was not what it was about. It was no, not. I wanted it to be like Big Love with like a bit of scandal. God, Big Love was brilliant that was though. It was a great show. I mean, what did I learn from that? I don't know that men get it all. Men can have whatever they want and women have, to, like, can have whatever he wants. That maybe having three wives is exhausting and I actually would not like to have to have sex with three di- would I? Would I? As one husband ages, I bring on a younger, a younger, more virile one. I think it would, would be. I? I don't know. I almost think being one of the wives is like the better position. Why? Because you get someone to share all the. Sh- well, well, like, so it's like a very patriarchal system in their particular Mormon faith where the wives do all the, ho- the all the housework and he goes off to work. But at least you get two other people to share the housework with. No, and the their care. houses were a constant mess. They were constantly having to make dinner for Nine yeah, yeah but like imagine if there was just one wife and she'd like have to sleep with them every night. Rosemary, At least these wives got a night off. That's your life, Rosemary. <laughs> <laughs> are you actually joking? Oh my God, I felt so alarmed there. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Idiot. <sighs> Idiot is right. I feel positively... Okay, so I'm not actually sure you've learned rough. a lot from any of these things, TV or books. Or, or real life, apparently. Or real life. I'm trying to think of other like what did I learn from Glennon Doyle? You know what the other weird thing about Glennon? No, obsessed. no. What did you learn from Glennon Doyle? Well, I basically learned that if you're if you're unhappy, because because her whole kind of backstory is that she was married to a man and they had kids, and she was, I think, a kind of an evangelical writer, wasn't she? Like she was, I think she still is quite Christian, but she was like writing like a lot about Christian stuff, and then she met this woman who is a footballer. I think she was writing about, like, I think she and her husband went through a tough patch and she was writing oh, about yes. how to keep your marriage how to, going. How to how keep how your to, marriage going, how to raise your family, yeah, yeah. how to be a good wife. And then, like, it got published and she got very famous from it and two weeks later she left the husband and went off and lived with, I don't know who this, this football player is. This football player, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Retired football player. Yeah. I have who to she say, like, in all the pictures... At a public speaking event. In, yeah, exactly. Their eyes locked, apparently, and that was that. And in all the pictures... Their kids actually look, her kids, I think they're her kids from the marriage. And I think she shares custody with the ex-husband, mm-hmm. but yeah. the kids look delighted, I have to say. They look super happy. So, I mean, I do think that's that very nice. that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, genuinely look really happy and they all look very happy together, but just painful. Like, stop telling me how, like, phenomenal your relationship is. Because honestly, like, I find it a little bit incredulous because you said this about your last one and then you well, what I was going to say is bogged off. What I did learn from it was that if you're not happy in your circumstances or in your situation, and I'm sure it was very difficult, nothing is, I want to say like impossible or set in stone. You know, like a lot of the yeah. time when you're like, 
well, I'm married now and I have kids and I have this and we have our job and we have this and we have that. You can always change things. Yeah, but I also think she comes from a very privileged, she's very she white, absolutely does. well off, privileged. She had just sold that yeah. book and made a huge amount of money and then yeah. got with this extremely well off football. And I would like so to correct like, something you said. You said she went to an event and their eyes locked. From my reading of the book, what happened was she went to an event, their eyes locked and her best friend who was at the event with her and knew her as Glennon Doyle, straight woman married to Matt or whatever with mm-hmm. two kids is like a, an, an evangelical Christian writes about marriage her best friend turned to her and said oh my god there is incredible chemistry between the two of you what that's what she says in the book that like the best friend basically says to her something has like exploded in the room between the two of you and I'm like imagine if you and I went to an event you looked at a woman across the room and I went oh my god Beatrice there are sparks flying between you and that I mean, blonde woman I, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but like, I don't think either one of us pays enough attention to each other to even notice. Like, <laughs> I have never once noticed any single individual's engagement ring ever. And everyone's always like, look at that person's engagement ring. And I'm like, where? So, I mean, I swear to God, you could literally be making full on lip contact with a woman at an event. And if I was, it was not like my focus, I would just be, I mean, today I was in the office. You'd only be looking at her if she had torpedo breasts. You'd be like, that's what I want. Exactly. I'd be like, where'd you get your bra? I was in an office. I was in the office with Kevin today and he goes, sorry about my fridge. He's a, the luxury, he's a fridge in the office anyway. And he goes, sorry about my fridge. And I was like, what's wrong with it? And then I realized there was an incredibly loud, like overwhelmingly loud buzz in the room. I didn't even notice. I live with four kids. Like I bear, I, I focus on what I'm focusing on. I'm very, I'm very like, one laser focus laser focused yeah mm. anyway oh my god head. sorry sorry before we finish so I started bulbous. watching The Bachelorette for oh, the first time ever I watched really? episode one yeah it's on Hulu I've never watched it before and Beatrice I really need you to watch it I won't be watching it oh please Rosemary, one no. episode a week I've already asked Kim and she said no it's literally like these 30 meatheads Rosemary there are plenty of people listening who no doubt would be happy to but I want to talk to, to I'll talk about it with you my best friend Rosemary you can have chats with these other people your best friends I want to have chats with you no thanks sorry I can't I'm busy watching FBI, SWAT, Blue Bloods, SVU, Law and Order, and... There's um, a new series of Smothered Out, by the way. Clarice. I noticed that. I've, I've given up on Smothered Oh, Unless you're here. Oh, and I'm also watching... The Handmaid's Tale. Still, yeah, The Handmaid's Tale. And what's that other thing you tell me I need to watch? Hack it? No. Everybody in Ireland was telling me as well I needed to watch it. What was it? Then when you were like, you're watching it on HBO, was it? The Ring? No. I made that up. I have no idea. I also just watched, oh no, Hacks. I watched like two episodes of Hacks. I don't think I like it though. I don't think I've ever remembered Everybody told me it was hilarious. It, was, it seemed oh, funny I don't know. I hate when people tell you things are hilarious. Then my, my expectations are like, too it high. It was grand. Like it was funny-ish, but I don't know. What show was everyone around telling you you had to watch? Well, everybody being Julie. <laughs> and you, you had mentioned at the same time. No, I mean, I'm sure I had, but I, you listen, these things go in and out of my head so fast. I probably watched the whole thing in about a week. Oh, it's coming back to me. Go on. I, I only care about Bent Coppers. No. That I one. Dying to watch that. Where'd you watch that? What's what's that called again? Uh in the line of duty. Oh yeah. The line of duty. Oh, Where'd that you was watch great. That? I watched that on the on, on the BBC side because I paid thirty dollars oh, something for a special IP. I really want to watch IP that. blocker. Well, you two can pay for a special IP blocker and watch oh, that. I'm not going to do that. I paid for Express VPN. But I also watched the whole of that Nicole Kidman one. Oh, the undoing. Yeah. Rubbish. Yeah. But so, I mean, I still really enjoyed it, but it was rubbish. You know, though, I'm going to buy I'm going to buy all the other books by Audrey Shulman and read them. Good for you. Yeah, I can't find, I can't remember what the TV show is called. Like, it was something about like teenage girls. Teenage girls. The Hang. Hang it. Hang blog. 
it's called. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up when I get home and try and put it in the show notes for okay, you. Okay, good one. Yeah, thanks. So, yeah, the conclusion of self-help books is that we hate them, except for business and self-improvement books. Psychological books. With books research behind them. With just research. like our podcast. <laughs> That's why we like doing this podcast. Exactly. It I gives only me like, some way yes. to practice her research skills. I, exactly. It's, it's like, it's the vocalization. It's the, it's the vocal incarnation of what my future book will be. Well-researched and knowledgeable. God, do you remember in college having to do like citations? I used to hate that so No, much. I never had a citation. I was in art college, Rosemary. Do you never have to write any essays about the history of art or anything? Yeah, I wrote them. Yeah, I wrote them. And then you had to do citations for like where you got your... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. What did you think I was talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. God, I used to I wrote that. them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just mistook citation for quotation or like dictation. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. We are experiencing oh. a, a drought when it comes to reviews. And topics. Topic no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Okay, so go again. Feel, I mean, feel free to give us topic suggestions at any time, but we have, we have we've particularly lately noticed a dip in reviews. If you mm-hmm. have not yet reviewed us on Apple Podcasts or I think you can review on Stitcher or an well, Acast. Can you, can you review us twice? Just wondering. Um, I think if you listen on two different like, apps and they both do reviews, you could. Only like five stars both times. <sighs> anyway, the point is, we would really, really appreciate it if you would leave us a five-star review, write a, write a few words about us. And also let your friends know, and your family. I do love whoever. the reviews; they're gas. I sh- oh, she loves her. She loves a good. I review. love a good review. Seriously, they're gas. Yeah, she does. Except for the ones you didn't like. The ones that were like, "I love how Peter laughs at her own jokes." Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. As we said at the top, we now have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Not Without My Sister, where you'll get our exclusive bonus episodes each and every Friday. Rate, review, and subscribe. Let your friends know. Follow us on Instagram at Rosemary McCabe with an A on my Mac, at Beatrice McCabe with an A on her Mac, at Not Without My Sister. And you can email us, notwithoutmysis at gmail.com and check out the website, notwithoutmysis.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts, as is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.